What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast Hot Tags of the Week. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango. Joining me, as always, is Robert E. Felice. Hello, Tony. I remembered it was Friday, and it was like, <laughs> hey, we should do the thing that we do. And I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, you the remembered tr- it, was, it was time for Kenobi, so you knew what day it was. <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there on my couch, just, oh, I'm going to watch Kenobi. And Rob's like, you were ready for the hot tags? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got a thing. You know, I've only been doing this for 10, 11 years. <laughs> So what we're going to do here is our normal stuff. We're going to talk about some stuff, and then that's going to be the end of it. That's what a podcast is. So <laughs> drop a comment below and tell us what you think about these things. To be perfectly honest, not the uh, craziest amount of hot tags to talk about, not the juiciest topics to talk about either, but we're still going to try to have some fun, so we hope you enjoy it. And uh, if you do, hit the like button. If you are not subscribed already, make sure that you do hit that subscribe button. And ring that little notification bell. That way you know when we go live for our post-show. We are going to do a post-show, not a watch-along, for the Double or Nothing pay-per-view coming up on Sunday night. And if you want to follow the things all over the place, you know how to follow them. If you don't want to support things, Public, Redbubble, hit the join button. uh, Be a part of the members-only content stuff. Patreon.com slash moment. And there's that little thanks button. There you go. Plugs are out of the way. Let's move along. (laughs) Let's talk about some updates to the Double or Nothing card. I thought... You know, as far as uh, brain farts go for multiple things for this week, including forgetting about the hot tags and almost instead of throwing uh, some laundry in the washer the other day, I almost threw it in a trash can. (laughs) Those are the things I've been doing lately. Uh, I thought that Rampage would have happened by now and it didn't. So we do not have the full guarantee lineup of what's going to happen for Double or Nothing and not only does that mean that we don't know, technically speaking, who's going to face Dr. Britt Baker for the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Cup Tournament, we also have been teased that there might be another match added to the card, which I'm assuming, if it's anything, it's Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly, because I heard a little bit of hubbub about that. I don't see I, why I, that would, would need to be do. on there. but Because they said Sting wouldn't be in Vegas because of injury. Mm-hmm. Not cleared to fly or something. But like... Sting, so if he, I would probably try to get him on the card, but maybe they do Darby and Kyle just to like get another great singles match on the card. They do that sometimes, you know. I, I just hope it's a good show, and I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't even want that to be added to the card, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I, like the shows are too long, and I know that you feel that way as well. Mm hmm. But I do think Darby should be on any show possible because it's not WWE. It's not 13 pay-per-views in 12 months. True. So Darby should get a spotlight. If it is added, I'm sure it'll be a good match. And just uh, toss out the prediction, if it does happen, Darby Allen wins. Darby should win, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, the only other updates that happened from Dynamite were things that we had already seen coming you know Wardlow happens to actually do have that match against mjf okay well we figured that that would happen and uh they didn't announce any kind of differences to the card it wasn't like a suddenly brian danielson is officially removed from the card or that 
the Hardy Boys and Young Bucks match is going to be a ladder match now, or that they didn't announce any kind of Casino Battle Royale, which I think is a mistake. We know that Samoa Joe beats Kyle O'Reilly, so it is Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, which we all thought was going to happen anyway. So, I mean, there's nothing too crazy to update, but in a few hours, we're going to know for sure if it's Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Still banking on Ruby Soho. I would also be banking on Ruby Soho. I don't know if she's going to win, but I'd still be banking on Soho. Well, if we're banking on something, I think one thing that we can talk about that you should not bank on is success with Money in the Bank. (laughs) Because, man, WWE is just... It's another example of, yeah, we don't care kind of thing. They had done this big commercial for, hey, Allegiant Stadium is going to be this big thing. Money in the Bank is going to be fantastic. They did that Correct stupid thing. Wrong. Did they announce this when they were in Allegiant Stadium last year for SummerSlam? I feel like they did. Because I kind of remember being like, well, they're going to go with a stadium show for Money in the Bank. Like a while back. Might not have necessarily been then, but I'm pretty sure that it was. And, I mean, if you have a good enough card, Money in the Bank is the de facto big five pay-per-view. It's your King of the Ring replacement. Pretty much, yeah. And that's something that people would be paying a a lot of attention to and be really excited to see. Money in the Bank matches are fun. And I guess the ticket sales aren't all that great, so they've decided to move it to the MGM Grand Garden Arena. And, of course, everybody's making fun of this the way that everybody would. I am... Not at all uh, above making fun of it either. I've seen that there's been jokes about like, wonder if there was a bomb threat, <laughs> or uh, wonder if there was bo- another bomb threat with a picture of a the WrestleMania Seven poster. Right, it's and the, you fantastic. know, maybe, maybe uh, there's some kind of problem with Sergeant Slaughter or something <laughs> like that. You know, I think that that is it's a funny scenario where if you look at even the poster for this. After they decided that they were switching it to the MGM Grand Garden Arena, suddenly a bunch of names are not on the poster anymore. There's no Roman Reigns on there. We're going to get rid of, uh, let's see, I'm going to bring up the poster and double check that I'm not forgetting anybody's names. Originally, the poster had Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns Ronda Rousey, Sasha Becky Banks, Lynch, Char- uh, Becky Lynch, Drew McIntyre, Charlotte Flair, <laughs> Ronda Rousey, Ashley. The only person who is on both of these is Bianca Belair. That's it. Every other That's person great. that ha- that is on the uh, previous Money in the Bank card, they had Kofi Kingston on there, had uh, wow. Dana Brooke uh, and Wait AJ minute, Styles. Yeah. Actually, no. Okay, so moved. so Dana Brooke is still on there, and Drew McIntyre is on it. He's just doing a leg drop <laughs> instead. Doing a leg drop because they had to replace someone climbing the ladder because Sasha Banks can't be on this thing. Right. Yeah. So they have uh, Seth Rollins now climbing the ladder on the side instead of Kofi Kingston. You've got the Dana Brooke thing. I don't know why they, they really like the Dana Brooke uh, graphic. It's, it's a good visual. I'll say that. Because you don't even have the other one on the ladder here is AJ back here and you don't have him on the poster anymore. So, it's interesting, yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, I always hate doing this because it sounds like you're being mean but like i love rhea ripley i love the street profits Mm -hmm. i'm one of the few people who thinks that the miz should be like a three-time wwe champion right you know yeah all the people that are on this card are great 
or on this poster. They're not Roman. They're not Brock. They're not even <laughs> Cody for that matter. They ain't Roman. They ain't Brock. They ain't Rhonda. Mm-hmm. It it's just it's a big difference when you go from Lesnar, Roman, Rhonda, Charlotte, and Becky to the Street Profits, The Miz, and Rhea and Riddle. Like yeah, I it's just it's a kind of a downgrade and. Again, not to shit on somebody like, say, Rhea or Riddle or whatever, because they're great, but they're not yeah, in the we same are position. We are saying you are a downgrade. We are saying that in WWE's eyes, they clearly, clearly <laughs> positioned you in that way. Right. As well, you know, we got these guys. Is that good enough? And uh, the switch over to the MGM Grand Garden Arena, it can hold considerably less people and they can pack it easier and sell tickets easier and whatever. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe you should have just decided to announce something and sell tickets and pack a legend stadium better. Maybe try to, you know, get people to go to your thing. Like I use this analogy all the time. I always use food analogies in particular because everybody eats. Well, everybody should at the very least. I know some people don't, but like, uh, the idea behind drawing somebody into like a restaurant, for instance, so many times you'll see a restaurant be like, okay, well, we don't have enough people coming in, so we're going to up the prices. And then it's like, okay, well, then you're just going to piss off the people that are going because they're going to go, I'm not paying $35 for a fucking chicken parm sandwich. I'll just go somewhere else and get that the same quality. Fantastic. And uh, I got chicken parm on the mind. I'm going to eat it later on tonight. <laughs> so, That's awesome. uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, you want to get people in, you give them a reason to come in and then they spread it around and word of mouth and everything. And then you get more and more and more people. Good quality promotes success, bad quality and you know, whole quality versus quantity type thing. We've said it a million times about the WWE. This is not a win for them to be like, ah, we packed the MGM one after we couldn't pack the Allegiant stadium one. It's so it's very weird to me, right? Because they did it. I just look back. They did announce it at SummerSlam. Last year. So you knew a year ago that you were going to Allegiant Stadium. You had Cody Rhodes shoot the commercial. Yeah, the commercial that for some reason implies this is the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So they had plans. It sounds to me like everything with this, all this Roman stuff, it feels like it's a very new development. And I think they're adjusting on the fly for said development. You think that they had plans to do like Roman and Brock? And that's why they're on the... I mean, I to be perfectly honest, the reason I think that they're on the poster is they're under contract and we can put them on the poster and we can just say card subject to change. Right. So I do not think that that means that the plan here was to have Becky, Charlotte, Rhonda, and everybody like that. Like, though, they're the most prominent people. I think but, the plan here was to at least have everybody on that original poster not named Brock Lesnar. And to have like, okay, well, we'll figure something out yeah, like for Roman. Yeah, Roman will do a match with AJ Styles. I don't know that. I'm just saying a name. Right. Roman will do a match with AJ Styles, and then all these other women and men will be in great matches as well as two Money in the Bank ladder matches, and we got Cody Rhodes. And now they're just like, hey... It's money in the bank. <laughs> it's money in the bank, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, the weird thing is, I don't hate the move. I agree with the move. I think you should move to a smaller venue to, you know, sell stuff out. But I, I find it weird that 
you're touting this move to uh, big stadium events, and yet your kickoff to this, practically, that's not WrestleMania, you're already moving to a smaller venue. Money in the Bank is one of the shows that could sell out a stadium. The problem is you're asking a lot of audiences with their wallets. Times are hard. Gas prices are going up to disgusting prices. Everything's yeah. going up in price, yeah, because everybody's doing the whole, like, Bacon well, shit It's $10 a pack for some reason, depending on where you go. I don't even want to know what it is in your neck of the woods. Uh, I, I wouldn't even check. <laughs> but, like, times are hard. And not only that, but you have, you're going to ask fans to do it again later that same month with SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that, bud. And, and then gonna, the um, clash, the castle thing. You're gonna be like, "Oh, pack that one, guys! Come on!" Meanwhile, yeah, you're, you're not advertising absolutely anything at this point, except for the chance that maybe some people might be there. Yeah, that's, you're asking that's, a lot yeah. of your audience. So, in hindsight, just to recap here, yes, they are moving venues. I agree with the move personally, but I think it makes them look dumb. Yeah, I think it makes it look like they didn't plan ahead of time and that they, again, are thinking WWE is just like, okay, well, you're a loyal follower or you're a bad fan. And <laughs> you go and you do the thing because it's there. Shut up and dance, monkey, kind of thing. <laughs> like, uh, You know what? I want to just go with that segue directly into Sasha Banks and Naomi. What are the updates on this one? Because I don't have this on my list of hot tags. According to The Observer this week, WWE has suspended them without pay. I believe it was Lance Storm on Twitter that said, well, yeah, because without without road expenses and not wrestling, that's a vacation and a raise. So, yeah, they're probably suspending them without pay. I think this is obvious because they took their merchandise down real quick. They took their faces off the television product real quick. You know, so they're just trying to, they're doing what they did with punk, but they're being more forthwith about it. Like, they're just like, yeah, here's what we're doing. We've suspended them. Move on. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've said before, we, uh, from what we know of the situation versus what we think of the situation versus what is speculated, it's all <clears throat> all over the place. But if all those stories are true, I still support the idea of Sasha Banks and Naomi just saying, the hell with this, you guys got to start paying attention. And uh, in the same regard, if I were WWE, yeah, I wouldn't pay them. To sit at home i'd be like no fuck you <laughs> if you're suspended you don't get paid that's the otherwise what's the point of a suspension you know so i mean it, it is what it is uh i'm still hoping cooler heads prevail and that means they both come back to the company and the company decides to actually put in the effort as opposed to they come back and they just go through the little uh supplicants drawer from the simpsons where you have to crawl back through mr burns's office you know what i mean uh but i i think they're both above that as we've said in the past naomi's been there done that she was in wwe back when technically i think like people like batista were still full-time and sheamus was still new so like naomi's been there done that sasha's a star 
I figured Naomi was there that uh, NXT women's season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think so. like, Sheamus was brand spanking new at that point, you know, and look at where we are now. So neither one of them needs to go back. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't blame them if they never did, but I would be sad because that is a loss for wrestling fans. Yeah. Well, two people coming back to WWE in different regards, though, are Jeff Jarrett and Devon Dudley. Jeff Jarrett is apparently going to be running the live events, and Devon is putting his podcast on hold to be able to do a uh, coach uh, role in the Performance Center for NXT. So, I mean, some good stuff there. My first question is, he was doing the podcast when he was a producer, right? I don't know how long he's... Because I know he had health issues and stuff like that. But I find it interesting that the demands of a NXT coach would be more grinding than the demands of a behind-the-scenes producer role. But I think that that's like, good for them, first of all. Good for both Jeff and Devon. It might be I, a contract thing. Maybe his previous contract didn't say that he couldn't create a podcast, so he could do that while under the contract. And then now they give him a new contract, and they're like, yeah, by the way, when you sign this, you can't do Something like that. Could be that scenario. Um, Double J leading the house shows, I really like. Because he is a promoter's son and grandson. And he's got experience with this. And I think he's a great mind to have around. Like, I think when all is said and done, Jeff Jarrett should be one of those guys that is really looked back upon fondly. Like how people look at... uh, Maybe not Pat Patterson level, but of that ilk. Like Jeff, Jeff's done it all and was in the business in an era where there were still territories. So like let's, you know, use that knowledge and experience. I like that move a lot. Yeah, I don't think that people are gonna hold him in as high of a regard as somebody like a Patterson, but he's somebody who is knowledgeable in a lot of different realms and he can apply that knowledge to be like okay well you know the house show circuit is a lot different than running episodes of monday night raw maybe that's not necessarily his strength doing the tv stuff i mean look at tna but like uh pure just wrestling things that's an entirely different animal if you go to a house show you're gonna watch a different product than if you go to monday night raw arguably as far as like, unless there's something big going on, like you're going to go to the Monday night raw after WrestleMania, I would say you're better off spending your money to go see a live show than to go see an episode of raw. Cause I've been to an episode of raw. I've been to some house shows that I've been to some pay-per-views. The pay-per-views are the best hands down. Unless it sucks like WrestleMania, but the, um, the Monday night raw episode that I went to go see, I mean, you're sitting there for promos and you're watching video packages on the TV while you're sitting in the arena. It's not all that great. But if you go to the house show and people are goofing around and having fun and whatever, sometimes that's more worth the cheaper seats and everything, you know? I think the house shows are the best ticket for audiences because they are there to serve you at the house show. That is the key difference. Like, I went to the Royal Rumble in 08, and I distinctly remember saying, like, yeah, the, the moment with Cena was cool and everything. But when you watch the backstage vignettes and stuff, you end up going, you know what? 
I think you probably would have had a more intimate and better experience watching from your couch. Mm-hmm. Like that they cater to a TV audience. So when you go to a house show, not only are you getting matches that you may never see on pay-per-view, like I know recently they've been running four ways with Becky, Asuka, Rhea, and Bianca. Like it's a fun match, you know? They've been doing the holds barred matches with uh, Omos and Lashley, where at least you're getting to see the big man go through a table. And as it's been well in the news, Roman Reigns is at these house shows yeah. and like, hey, I like house shows, but I don't know how many how much longer I'll be doing them. So maybe it is a better investment. And I hope that we can start to change the viewpoint of house shows. Switch a title on a house show every now and again, you know? They really should. Especially when it's something like the 24-7 championship. That, like, it doesn't matter. You're not going to lose anything. But make it to where it's something, you know, that people go, ah, you know, maybe I will see the Intercontinental Championship change hands. And it's not just once every eight years that this happens. Because that's why I wouldn't go to a show. I wouldn't waste my money. I'd be like, you know what? Nothing's going to actually matter in the grand scheme of things. I would look at it more as, okay, I'm going to write that off. My taxes at the end of the year. I'm going to take some pictures and use that for the website or, you know, like those kind of things. But the best case scenario that you have is when you approach it in the way that I guess like maybe baseball is the best way for me to use the analogy if you don't really care and you're not there to see like specific things, you're just there for the experience. The house show thing is the best thing for you. Cause like, I'm not a baseball guy, but every once in a while when I was a kid and everything, we would go to some kind of Phillies game or something. And I'd be like, yeah, it's kind of fun. And I didn't give a shit if they won or lost or anything, you know? And it's like, Oh, I'm not there to see the Braves or something, you know, the way that that is. And, um, yeah, I mean, the house show thing, I think that Jeff Jarrett's a good fit for that. And Devon would be a good trainer, too, for the NXT uh, Performance Center side of things. He's got a wealth of knowledge that he can pass on, too. And he's trained a few people. I know uh, Ezra Judge, you never saw him in NXT, but he's the current, one half the current MLW Tag Team Champions. EJ and Duca, he trained him. He trained referee Jessica Carr. You know, like, the Dudleys had a good training school in Florida. So what is this whole Tony Khan media notes thing? You're telling me that you got some stuff to fill me in on. Yeah. Fill me so, in. Well, it's Tony Khan did. ABC Nobody uh, take that out of context. <laughs> fill me well, in, Rob. Going to, now, now, now going to. <laughs> I got Caroline laughing. <laughs> yesterday. And, it, you know, he talked about MJF. He said, you know, sometimes in wrestling storylines can provide a great way for someone to get out Real emotions and MJF is doing that. To which MJF tweeted and deleted. Yeah, I saw that fuck, tweet. Yeah, fuck fucking place, LOL. LOL. <laughs> fuck, fucking LOL. Fuck this place, man. So we'll see where that goes in the next year or two. Um, uh, AJ Awesome, I think he's a, he's a little kid. Asked Tony. <laughs> AJ Awesome. Yeah, that's his name. Yep. Asked Tony if he feels like adding any more belts outside of the trio titles. And said he, Tony said he's giving consideration to a women's tag team titles. Don't do that, please. No, no. need right now. In the future, maybe. Right now, no. Um, 
Tony Khan gushed over Punk and said that Punk has made AEW better by always being, you know, willing to work with the younger talent backstage. Uh, he talked about Ring of Honor and said that he can't give you a, a certain thing right now, but he wants to bring Ring of Honor back to television in any format, including on a streaming service. He also pushed a potential streaming service for the AEW. Let's go. I want that streaming service because these pay-per-views are too expensive. Um, but he really, you know, he towed a lot of the company line, of course, said Hangman's the best champion ever. Really gushed over Hangman, which I'm like, I'm glad you're proud of your guy as you should be. But I haven't loved Hangman as much. You know what I mean? And outside of that, the only thing with Tony Khan I really want to talk about is 47 minutes ago, he tweeted, <laughs> Yesterday was one of my favorite days, including great visit with fans and the media, a trip to L.A. for the most fulfilling meeting of my life with Warner Bros. and Discovery leadership. That's interesting. Yes, let's go. HBO Max, Ring of Honor, AEW. Yeah, uh, uh. <laughs> Dinner with my dad and Dana White, where I got to break the news to Dana about Money in the Bank moving to MGM. And then he said, today, Rampage on TNT. And then he followed up that tweet by saying, genius move, trying to take on Dana and the UFC in Vegas during International Fight Week. See you tonight for Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you got to take some shots once in a while, right? And maybe even I, the I uh, women's that. tag team thing could have been a shot at that, yeah. I love that, man. I, I do, because we've talked about this in the past. We don't get a tribalistic, you know? We're just like, oh, this is fun. They're taking shots at each other. Yeah, you know? we uh, acknowledge both companies have flaws and things that they do better than the other one. Instead of the whole like, oh, you know, stand for WWE. Oh, I'm an AEW loyalist, whatever. Like, yeah, fuck them. Like, you know. <laughs> let them take shots at each other. Let them, uh, let Vince McMahon say, hey, maybe we'll give them more of our people and let, um, let Tony Khan be like, yeah, dumbass move. Look at that. Now you're going to the MGM. <laughs> I believe he did also say that Martha Hart will be speaking on Sunday, either in front of or at the end of the finals. So that's interesting. Because Martha Hart talking in a wrestling setting is something that's never happened. I think that that is even more proof that Ruby Soho will end up winning that. I don't think you're going to have her finishing with like uh, heels in the ring and her being like... I mean, Owen Hart was a heel, predominantly. But it would be a little bit strange to be like, let's celebrate... You know, this guy that is fantastic and we all miss him and whatever like that. While people are like, boo. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, the thing with Adam Cole is you don't say boo. Yeah, you do yeah. say baby. Yeah. Yeah, you don't boo. So maybe you can get away with that with Adam Cole. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, is there anything else, actually? I don't think so. Other than maybe running down some TV things. A lot of other things are like, oh, Gable Stevenson wants to wrestle still. Okay, well, then fucking why'd you sign him? <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I saw that and I kind of feel like, wah, like you're not going to really wrestle. I mean, we, we could talk about this amazing card for NXT Level Up if you want. <laughs> 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 I don't even remember what I wrote down this week. Uh, it's Trick Williams against Dante Chen. It's Andre Chase University against 
Damaris Griffin and Bryson Montana, and it's Amari Miller and Ariana Grace, otherwise known as Bianca Curley, otherwise known as Santino's daughter. Um, so obviously, no, we're not going to talk about that, but there, there's some other interesting things, like Big Show mentioned that he had a second hip replacement huh. this past December and said that he's not interested in winning any titles in AEW unless he can help someone along in like a tag team role. So maybe one day we'll see that. The only person I would have liked to see this with is Marco Stunt, just because the visual, <laughs> and Marco's gone. So maybe not. Still no confirmation about some of these people being gone or not. I mean, we know that some of them are out, like Joey Janelle is out, Jack Evans is out, Marco Stunt's not there. I'm still curious about pretty uh, Peter Avalon. It seemed like he oh, was he, gone. He just signed. I think he just signed a different role, like one of the roles where he can work whatever indies he wants, but still do, you know, dark elevation if he wants to, kind of thing. It's just like, hey, we still want you on board, but we're not going to pay you almost anything, kind of thing. Yep. Oh, yeah, fair enough. But, uh, Going back to some of the other things that happened this week, let's talk about if there's anything else on Dynamite that was interesting. We got the uh, attack from the New Japan guys, which uh, means that there is even more of a chance that New Japan has a presence on the uh, card for Double or Nothing and it influences that in some way. I know you're saying you think Kenta could potentially cost CM Punk his match. I, like, like, I hope not, but I could see it happening. Um, I mean, it's got to be either Punk against Kenta or Punk against Okada, right? Well, there's also like Punk against Tanahashi. No one's gonna complain. True. In fact, I, mean, I would argue that Tanahashi's probably more Punk's speed because they're both really established older guys. Um, but I think Kenta's the match that people you can get the most juice out of it. I kind of want to just see Punk win. Like, I really just want to see him win the world title. I got a better idea for somebody you could get even more juice out of. Juice Robinson? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't don't, want to step on your toes, but is it Juice Robinson, Tony? Yes, it is. (laughs) Entirely for the joke. Yeah, leave a comment below. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Let's see. We got... um, I know we were talking about before, uh, I've heard, was it you or Callum or both of you that were thinking that they were just stacks and two dimes? And now I, I can say, ah, I was right. They still have the other names. <laughs> well, they, they eventually they can just shorten them down to stacks and two dimes, which is good. Those are silly names, but everything's silly. Uh, uh, Giovanni Vinci. We got a vignette for him. Name. Exactly. That's where I was going to lead because they just did that later on in the show. And he's just a guy. He's going to be like a, honestly, a lot of people are still wondering if this is Fabian. I still think that it probably is. Yeah. And I don't know his voice well enough to say, oh yeah, Fabian Eichner's voice. But no, it was like a woman's voice. No, it wasn't. You don't think that was, I thought that was a woman's voice. I thought, no, he was just talking. I could have sworn that was a woman's voice. Whoever that is, (laughs) if that is the guy, then uh, I mean, maybe I can have (laughs) got some promos, but I assumed um, that it was a woman's voice giving a voiceover kind of deal. And I like it. It's it's fine. Right? Like everybody's getting a vignette. Everybody's a character again. It's it's a good direction to go in. It's just still jarring. 
and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And he's clearly not going to be one of the mobsters because he's going to be a rich Italian, like a Johnny Versace. Imagine that. Which is so odd because it's like a. It seemed like it was so clear that it was just going to be okay. Well, they got a fourth guy. <laughs> and, uh, eh, not the case. It seems. Well, he could always be the money guy. You know, like the kingpin kind of. True. They could have it be like you know, hey, you're you're a paisan from another area. Like, like Tony. Tony's the Don, but this this dude's the Wilson Fisk of the whole. Yeah. Thing. Or like, um, I mean, you've seen The Godfather, right? Yeah. Remember they have that meeting and it's like the different heads of the families and they're arguing right. about they, whether or not the drug trade should change. Way. They could always go that way, which is exciting because we just came up with three different storyline possibilities. And more than likely in a month, we'll talk about how you already got released. <laughs> you <know>? Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> what they did with a lot of these other people. Like, uh, you know, everybody's got a vignette and it's like, well, look at Draco Anthony. They gave him like four vignettes about how he's like, Hey, I'm Draco Anthony. I'm going to be here and, I'm going to be somebody or then three matches later, he's gone. So. Oh, wow. I, you know, I guess that's right. I totally forgot that. Cause I remember the vignettes of him being like, I'm going to be a star and I'm here. And ugh. I feel hail. Uh, she's got her vignettes. She graduated high school. <laughs> Congrats to her again. It just makes us go like, uh, I'm when old. I high, when I graduated high school, CM Punk had yet to cut the pipe bomb. All right. <laughs> When I graduated high school, DX didn't reunite yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Was after uh, I graduated when Dace was like, "Yeah, you know, DX is back together," and I'm like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'll check that out." Yeah. So we're talking. Uh, when I graduated high school, uh, John Cena had pretty much just become champion. So if we're talking like 2006. Yeah, you know, they're talking ECW reboot. That's how old, that's how old Tony is. I'm old enough to be like, yeah. When I graduated high school, we all thought Zack Ryder was gonna be a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's where we were. And Thea Hale's like, yeah. Now I'm graduating in 2022, and uh, and now she's got that out of the way. Now she can be on NXT. So it's cool for her. We got uh that Mandy Rose and Indy Hartwell thing, they just decided, let's just do a non-title match and then fuck that, let's go back to the Wendy Chu thing. I don't know what they're doing there. The fun thing is they don't either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sucks that they had to change plans for the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. Nikita Lions has a torn MCL. That sucks. So they, I definitely thought she was going to win. I thought that she was going to win too. And I mean, maybe that's why they decided to do this thing with Indy Hartwell and kind of backtracking and waste a couple more weeks and come back around to it or whatever especially because we know that there is a tendency lately to have the challenger lose a match and then get another second shot and that kind of thing so maybe they want to play so around with that the Shawn michaels special yeah the Shawn michaels special and um they decided to do this in a good way though to have fallon henley it's going to get a buy and then tiffany stratton complains so Fallon Henley's like, all right, well, I'll fight for the chance. And then Tiffany wins. And now we're going to get Tiffany Stratton against Roxanne Perez. And then it's like, you know what? Okay, you turned a bad thing into the best positive you could come out of that. That's the type of booking or rebooking, I guess you could say, strategy that I would think you got to think on the fly sometimes. And okay, you did your job. Instead of when they just go, we're going to announce a six-pack uh, challenge, and then we're going to go. Well, but okay, but let's dissect that a little bit. 
Here's one of the reasons why. Everyone in NXT, for the most part, level playing field. Which means there's no... Like, you can't do that on Raw when you've positioned, you know, Dominic Mysterio in the role that he's in. He couldn't just slide into a tournament like this and have it be believable. When everybody's on the same playing field, it works. I think that there's always a way to do almost anything. Theoretically, like if they were to have a tournament going on and they needed to put Dominic Mysterio in there, I think you could have a backstage segment where Dominic can be like, I need a chance to prove myself. And people will be like, you're not going to win. And then he could be like, all right, well, how about I win another match earlier tonight? And then I'll also have my tournament match tonight. And then you go, hey, maybe they're going to push Dominic. Maybe this is going to switch around. And then, of course, he loses. And then you're like, okay, fuck that kid. But like, <laughs> I think that there are always... It might not be the best case scenario. And obviously, if you look at something like uh, Money in the Bank, where they're just kind of like, okay, well, we're probably not going to have Roman. Sorry, everybody. You're not going to be able to replace everything. But I think that you can at least do something. You know, it used to have a philosophy back in the day where the card's subject to change. But if it's going to change, we're going to try to give you something just as good, if not better, instead of throw your hands up in the air and just go, whoops. <laughs> and I don't like that philosophy at all. Like, I mean, look at this. I forgot, forgot that we had the hot tags today. We're still giving you an episode of the hot tags and we're not phoning it in, are we? Yeah, you wouldn't even know. Yeah. We didn't tell you. If I wasn't an honest enough person to admit that I fucked up at the beginning of this and I didn't remember, then you wouldn't have any idea that that was the case. But I not only am transparent because I love you guys, but I'm also trying to make sure that you get a good episode. So that's why we're going on these little tangents and we're talking about these different topics and stuff. And you're not even going to get an advertisement later on. Look at that. I'm not even going to hit you with the, the usual stuff. But I liked how they did the Stephanie Stratton thing. And that gives Tiffany Stratton a boost. And now she looks like, you know what? Maybe Tiffany Stratton just wins this and they go with an upset. And it ends up being like, oh, that's kind of interesting that she wasn't even in the tournament she won. But obviously Roxanne's going to win because you got to heal champions right now. So I'm not expecting... Wendy Chu to win the title and then it to be Wendy Chu against Tiffany Stratton by any means. I, I, why not? It could happen. I mean, stranger I mean, things have happened. The slumber party, man. I mean, come on. The stories write themselves. The mean girl at the slumber party. I tell you about something that the stories write themselves. How have they not had a pillow fight? It's coming at the slumber party. With <laughs> the mean girl. I mean, it's, the funniest thing about this right now, like you just the fact that you said slumber party reminds me of the pillow fight. And then you said it's coming at the slumber party again. And the next thing I thought was, and this is called in your house. It's a slumber like, party. In they, your house. It needs to be like, why the fuck not turn into the skin with that? Make it to where it's not only in your house, it's in uh, Wendy Chu's uh, bedroom where she's got the big, you know, fucking if bed we were set. If doing and... cinematic matches, I think they would absolutely <laughs> do party. They should. They should just do it anyway. Just, like, set up a, a bed and, like, a bunch of pillows and blankets and, and shit. They're probably, realistically, they're probably hesitant because of the fact that they used to do pillow fights at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know? But... I, I would like that if done right. And I think you could do it right. I say go full-blown community on it. Have that big pillow fort fight thing that they did in those episodes. Get me Chevy Chase surrounded by pillows running through, beating the crap out of little kids. 
good fucking show community community was really good yeah fantastic it's got its flaws but you know that was gas leak season <laughs> is that what's going on in wwe right now the gas leaks they did this thing with Roderick Strong, too, where they're like, hey, by the way, that match, we're not going to do that match because that's the thing that they do almost every single week. Uh, they, he, quote-unquote, right rolled his angle, according to Damon Kemp. I'm all right with them doing this because they're like, they're not happy with him. He's not happy with them. Maybe this is a way to get him. I'm not against them writing people off TV. I'm against them just pulling people off TV one week later with no explanation. But if this is a way to be like, hey, he's not following the Diamond Mine way and fuck this guy, that's a way to write a guy off TV. Mm-hmm. It gives Kyle Damon Kemp a, an opportunity to talk a little bit. It gives the uh, Creed Brothers and Ivy Nile a way to look more babyface, even though Ivy Nile strikes me less like a babyface. But, yeah, I mean, they're playing around with that in the next UK. Kyle O'Reilly, they wrote him off TV. Um, Johnny wrote him off TV. You know, like I'm like okay with them changing it up but you gotta do it properly and hopefully when or if i guess you should say uh roderick strong returns it's not just yeah my ankle's okay (laughs) none of this comes about with anything i'd like them to be like you know oh did you really roll your ankle or you know do one of those kind of deals uh what else happened on here to Hudson B Braun Breaker because Braun Breaker used the steel chair because it's the whole like he can't hold his aggression back and that's the worst stipulation I will always boo this stipulation unless it's during a television championship match and like, that it's directly leading to some kind of no DQ match, match. <laughs> yeah right not that it's the second match and it's like this time you can't do as much <laughs> gotcha bitch like <laughs> mm. uh, Monday Night Raw happened not too much happening all there that was all that interesting Bobby Lashley fucked up as far as like Brian Breaker fucking up Lashley's like hey uh, I'm gonna have a match with MVP and the winner can choose the stipulation for Hell in a Cell then he loses by count out and I'm like nope <laughs> no, don't, I don't, don't need I to see any say, of this <laughs> I thought you were going to say that uh, Jimmy Smith fucked up because he was flat out like yeah cage match didn't work maybe a cell will and you can see Corey Graves go no like, don't say that because like, now you're promising a match that they apparently weren't going to deliver because this is a standard handicap match we got going on at the pay per view we'll talk about that there's next still a week. I hope they week. change it to Hell in a Cell. It's next week, right? Next week, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll talk more about how I couldn't give a shit about this match. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that such a hang-up for you? They fought in twice. It's been... Uh, they had months. three They had three matches with Lashley and Amos. And then they had oh. an MVP match. And now it's going to be Lashley and MVP and Amos. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's been a month. It's not like this is the fourth month of this. No, but the fact that it's only been a month and they've done five of these and I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to eat to use my food analogies again. I don't want to eat pasta for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'll I could eat it. I could eat it three times a week, but I'm not going to eat it three times a day. You know? Yeah. I'll sign off on that. And I'm like, you know, I just, uh, I, this episode of raw was one of those things where I'm like, oh, so we're doing that again. 
and then we're doing that again and that okay and then like uh we got the confirmation of ezekiel and kevin owens just the match that kind of thing I imagine really why like the story. uh the ticket sales for money in the bank aren't all that great <laughs> i really don't like the ezekiel story i think it's like i i was okay with how they were playing around with it at first but i i've honestly been like okay but what's the payoff here Haha, ha, I fooled you. Okay, so Kevin Owens is right, and you're an asshole. Or is yeah. it... Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that is pretty much what it is. Let's so. the payoff, because it's not like Chris Parks and Abyss, where it's like, oh, fuck, he put the mask on. Oh, my God, this, this meek little man has been Abyss the whole time. It's like, oh, he grew... Hey, Elias, you grew your beard back. He's just going to be backstage and somebody else is going to have a guitar. He's going to pick it up and then he's just going to be like, oh, I don't like the Seahawks anymore. <laughs> or something like it's, So what's the payoff? Like, it was Seahawks, right? That was like Kevin Owens and uh, Elias. I don't, I don't remember. I just know that they, they booed them out of the fucking building. I think it was something about the Seahawks. I don't know. I'm losing track of my sports. I'm a sports guy. I write for You're sports not. sites. You're, you're a liar. Like, <laughs> I am. Uh, I am a liar. So is uh, Ezekiel. That's the payoff. <laughs> he's so much of a liar that he's Elias. Yeah, there uh-huh. you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> and lies. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If he lies, he lies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only people laughing right now but it's i'm okay. sure but i'm fucking laughing and that's fine <laughs> or uh to quote a friend of mine from way 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 back in the day it's funny because i'm laughing it's <laughs> 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 one of my favorite quotes i've ever heard anybody say in, in my entire life yeah you know, the whole like it's funny because it's true he's just like it's funny because i'm laughing <laughs> like, all right jay <laughs> anyway if you think it's funny because you're laughing let us know. Uh, any other things in the hot tags? <laughs> uh, no, I think that's, I think we're good. I think we are. Well, I think we're far from good, but I think that we're... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got the pay-per-view coming up on Sunday night, everybody, so stay tuned for that. We'll have live coverage up on smartcatmoma.com. I'll be maybe tweeting stuff. I'll have my EWN stuff, eventually write up stuff for Bleacher Report, and we'll be doing our post-show immediately afterward. And, you know, whatever else is happening in the meantime, maybe we'll touch upon that then. Maybe we'll wait until the next hot tags or something ends up happening that's particularly interesting on SmackDown or whatever. Rampage could change stuff, and if it does, you'll see it updated to the page on SmartCat Moment. And next week you get a double scoop of us, because two previews, two reviews. Yeah, we're going to double it up on there and talk about... double or nothing. Yeah, that is true. We got double or nothing, and then we got double, and it might even be nothing. But we got in your house, and we got hell in a cell next week, and then after that, we got a blank week, which is going to be fun because we can play around with some other ideas. I know that uh, the guy one two three has requested that we do Mount Rushmore of super heavyweights, so maybe that would be kind of fun. Do that. We haven't done Mount Rushmore in a little bit. I mean, we get to talk about Mabel, <laughs> Mabel, and Vader, and uh bastion booger <laughs> whatever else we decide to talk about maybe we decide to do that another time maybe we do something else maybe something else happens in the meantime that makes us go oh great crap that's a big story and let's talk about that 
like uh you know sasha banks and naomi get released and we end up doing one more match sasha banks or something but uh we got all those things coming up and if you of course are subscribed to here then you will be able to check that stuff out and not lose track of it and if you follow facebook and twitter at smart moment you follow fanboysanonymous.com where you can check out the latest fan tracks that rob and i did at completely random time just hey you want to watch that episode of spider-man the animated series when he has dr strange in there cool let's do that we might do more of those kind of depends and maybe if you have any suggestions of that and you drop them in the comments below maybe we'll take them into consideration try to do that it wasn't too hard in the grand scheme for us to record for 20 something minutes and for me to put up a little bit of a copy and paste some of the templates and work that out so maybe we'll turn a couple more of those out i watched one episode of kenobi and uh, I, there's Howdy. nothing that happened to talk about, but hey, look at that, Kenobi. Sorry, I interrupted <laughs> you. <laughs> what was that? I said, sorry, I interrupted you, but you know, we had to do yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'll be watching second episode of this when this is uploading to YouTube. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But if you follow fanboysanonymous.com, you'll see everything over there. Follow me at Tony Mango. And follow Rob to do Felice. Yeah, follow me at Dude Felice. I won't be on the post show because post AEW is when the real work begins and we'll be covering the post show media scrums for like three hours. But if you want to see any of that good stuff, check out fightful.com and fightful select. I'm excited to eventually I'm going to start plugging it here because it'll be active later. Check out dudefelice.com when that's up and running. Uh, check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash dudefelice. I want to do so much more there. I want to do so much more in the world of just entertainment and animation. And it's an exciting time because you got Summer Games Fest coming. You've got, you know, Kenobi. Stranger Things is back. I think Miss Marvel pops up next week. Miss Marvel pops up. Is that next week? Yes, it is next week. I think uh, Baymax is the week after that. Got She Hulk in August, the day after my birthday. And yeah. So we're going to be enjoying all that stuff and just come along for the ride. <laughs> for some reason, you got to say, come on, ride the train. <laughs> come on, ride the train. Good song. Well, you know, now that we're here, I think we should just tell the truth and just say, whoop, there it is. <laughs> or whoop, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Two that that debate. <laughs> Two different songs. Same meaning. So whether you say, whoop, there it is. <laughs> Woot, there it is. That's the hot tags. Woot, there it is. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> we'll see you next time, everybody. But for now, this has been another Smart Out moment, and we are being counted out. <laughs>